1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Jim Miller, Master Consultant in Qubit, and author of his ninth book, Hands-On Machine Learning with IBM Watson. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Hey Roman, thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. So kind of get into how did you get into your field, the, the current role you're in, and some of the experiences you've had?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I've been doing this for, for quite some time. I have actually been fortunate enough to have 37 years of consulting experience around um, building and implementing technology projects. And uh, this allowed me to rather, <clears throat> I think being a consultant uh, gives you a unique experience. So, you get to see different business models, different marketplaces, technology used, you know, in different ways, similar or maybe vastly different requirements for the same type of solution and uh, kind of indirect effect too, personalities, what kind of people's personalities have on projects and technologies and so on. So over the years being a consultant, um, I've also been able to work in multiple platforms, um, multiple technologies and so on. So that has been an interesting journey overall. And I guess to say that I got started, uh, was um, just working as uh, a business analyst. And the opportunity came uh, to become a programmer. And I said, let me give this a try and uh, never look back.
1: Nice. So what's one thing that when you started, you've had, you know, issues with or it may have been a weakness of yours that you've worked over the years to turn into a strength?
0: Yeah, I think that I would say I've always had uh, the been curious as to why things are done a certain way. Why do we use this tool? How does this system interact with another system? So rather than taking maybe a laser focus on this is exactly what i'm building or doing or this is how it's always been done i've always taken the time that sort of broader horizon kind of viewpoint, to understand the, uh, what's driving the, the the need, the requirement, the solution. And that led me to discover um, different technologies, different tools and things, understanding, for example, how the database feeds a reporting application and so on. That curiosity started out perhaps as a little bit of a weakness because you sometimes, especially as a consultant, you maybe want to get in do exactly what you're being paid to do and and be done. But I always took the time to understand the individuals and systems and departments that surrounded my application. And I think over time that kind of grew from a weakness to a strength because now I have that broader sort of architectural um, uh, viewpoint rather than sort of a programmer or executioner type of uh, delivery person.
1: Yeah, I think over time you become more well-rounded and pick up skills that you know, may not necessarily be something that you started off with as well. Exactly. So in terms of someone getting into consulting, consulting currently in 2019, since you've had, you know, so many years of experience, what's one kind of thing you can recommend for somebody getting into the field now?
0: Keep learning. Um, One of the things uh, that always helps is that curiosity of not just it's working be done, but why is it working? And that helps um, optimizing existing solutions, um, building new versions, uh, looking for different new ways of doing things. And I think that uh, to sus- have a sustainable career, one can't just be very good at one thing. Cubit, uh, for example, uh, recommends and urges all their consultants to uh, sort of do a horizontal. Uh, growing kind of experience and see what the other business uh, areas within Qubit are doing. There's an advanced analytics group, there's a a database group and so on and I would highly recommend someone who kind of not always be looking up but looking from left to right or what somebody else is doing, how other things are working and what can I learn, and how can I grow in those areas.
1: So what's one thing that you can recommend in terms of some of the subject matter of your current book for somebody getting into Watson, uh, some of the stuff the book focuses on and who kind of the target audience or the target readership is for it.
0: Yes. Uh, good question. So um, as you mentioned, I've written nine books, um, had nine books published and those books almost all grew out of the wanting to discover new areas um of interest, new technologies, big data being one. Visualization is another area that um, interests me. Um, having, I think, a little bit of an artsy, creative background, I, I like to take the ones and zeros and see how it can be presented better to tell the story with, through visualization. But the Watson book started out back in 2015 when um, it started out as Watson Analytics, and working in, in analytics. Uh, role with uh, then TM1, now Planning Analytics, I wanted to see what the next step was. So rather than just continuing to do sort of the same um, fundamental approach to forecasting and budgeting, what's next? And Watson perhaps would be that. Uh, So I started investigating what was then Watson Analytics, which grew into now Watson Studio, the Watson Cloud Platform. In this book, I wanted to try to bridge the gap from sort of a data developer or analytic uh, developer to get more involved in the advanced analytics side what does Watson Studio do to you do for you Uh, how can you ramp up quicker is it difficult do you have to be a data scientist uh, to be productive and by the way no you don't Um, so that those were the kinds of needs and interests that that drove the idea for the book
1: So since this is your ninth book and obviously you started with, you know, there had to be a starting point for the first one, how have you kind of grown as an author? What is your process and what can you recommend to someone that's thinking about writing a book in any subject area or even something in terms of analytics specifically?
0: Sure. So a couple of things. I've always been one to um, be a blank page type of guy uh, in, in programming, um, in consulting, in business in general. You always hear about someone who maybe has the technology down, the syntax down, but really needs a straw man or a template to get going. And then there's blank page people who um, can get started from nothing. And I've always been that type of individual, love to be the guy who draws the first line or writes the first words. So that helps a lot with a book. But if you're thinking about writing a book, it is a process. And although, <clears throat> excuse me, although I've always envisioned writing that great American novel, sitting by the fire, my glass of wine, um, kind of thing. It's not that romantic of a, of a concept really. There's, you know, creating um, a rough outline, uh, what, what the general idea is, how the idea breaks down over chapters. If you're working with a publisher, They're gonna wanna know um, what each chapter is gonna focus on, what the reader is gonna get out of each chapter, how many pages, and so on. So you really need to have a lot of pre-thought and rough that out into a template that you can then start to fill in the gaps.
1: What made you want, or what got you into writing your first book? So what, you know, what are the steps or what made you take the leap in creating your first book?
0: Well, I've always been interested in Creativity in writing, and always kind of thought about uh, perhaps writing a book. Uh, a publisher initially approached me, given my experience with TM1, the certifications that I hold, and asked if I would be interested in writing uh, a certification guide for TM1 back, I think it was version 10. And I jumped at the chance to get started to actually work with the publisher and see how that process works. Uh, that was a tough first book, uh, first task. It was more about understanding what's expected of you as an author. Once that book was published, and that book was more of a how-to facts and figures kind of thing, it drove my interest into going beyond that into more philosophy of uh, concepts of um, delivering a message and then showing how to use a tool or technology to solve for that. So
1: in terms of you've been in your you know career career path for a large number of years, what's motivated you to succeed over the years and maintain that kind of drive to become better and grow at your craft? So in terms of motivation, what's been a motivation for you over the years and continuously have been a motivation based on the amount of years you've been in your career? So keeping motivated to you know strive and grow into, you know where you are now as a uh, master consultant.
0: Well, again, I've always been curious of how can I do this better uh, or differently? I've always been a bit of a nonconformist, uh, you know if things have been successfully done a certain way for so long why is there another solution another angle that's that's always kind of been inbred in me um, so so that kind of drives me but I also like to teach um, it's what's really exciting when you <clears throat> you're on a, a technology project and you go through the whole process of understanding, drawing out the the customer's requirements, and then making recommendations for how the solution will be designed and delivered. And then ultimately when you roll it out and then you sort of mentor and teach the end user how to use it and they see the value in what you've done, that's pretty exciting to me. So always looking to be, uh, be in a position where I can speak with authority of saying, yes, I've done this. This is a, uh, the best practice kind of approach. And, and that kind of thing really turns me on, keeps me interested and motivated to continue to grow and get better at what I do.
1: Nice, that's awesome. And obviously you're contributing to projects in different companies and affecting their bottom line and affecting obviously their employees in terms of the amount of employees they can retain or get new employees and obviously growing other businesses through you know what you're offering. So you have that kind of added bonus as well very much so in terms of teaching you mentioned teaching you do have a webinar with Qubit coming up in May can you talk a little bit about that
0: yeah absolutely so I'd like to mention that again starting out I've actually authored three books on the general Watson topic the first one was sort of a general how-to with Watson analytics uh, a very sort of specific kind of approach the next book was a list of projects. Uh, these were sort of conceptual use case projects that uh, I thought were very much uh, industry focused. And then finally, the, the latest book that just was published last month, uh, Machine Learning with Watson Studio and Watson Cloud. Um, that book, we went through and um, gave a little bit of background of how Studio and Cloud works, but then also solved very specific uh Uh, Projects uh, using the services available on the Watson Cloud. And so through that, we took one of the chapters, one of the projects that uh, we did in the book, and we're going to present a sort of a step-by-step visual recognition service project, sort of, you know, get your feet wet, this is how easy it is to get started, Um, Q&A kind of thing, just to kind of promote the whole concept that, um, you know, how it works and and how to get started and and how we can help anyone who's interested in in that field.
1: Awesome. And what's kind of the the target audience for that webinar? Uh, Anyone in the space, anyone looking to learn?
0: Yeah so it can be a business user who's thinking about how machine learning uh, might be used, Uh, someone who just have heard about Watson Studio, a developer um, who's maybe using a set of open source uh, technologies and tools and wants to see what Watson Studio might do for them so um, it's, it's pretty wide open you don't have to be a technical expert um, just someone who uh, is interested in the concepts and, and what Watson can do that's awesome so what's one uh,
1: piece of advice you can leave with the audience either professional or personal whatever you like
0: I would say uh, keep growing uh, keep exploring uh, a lot of my um, when I do have uh, free time it's it's going out to specific websites reading articles on LinkedIn um, also on projects and things where you come across different uh, technologies and solutions and tools to, to investigate them. There's a whole list of trial software and packages, open source things. Bring, go ahead and you know download them, ex- experiment, explore. And also, don't accept what the general media is saying. They might a lot of folks will. I've heard that predictive analytics, machine learning is too complicated for a business user, or a business developer to understand and be productive with. But I think Watson sort of takes some of that away. And so if you kind of been turned off from the whole Watson, it's how's that fit my business? You might, you might potentially be losing out on an insight or an opportunity to make things better.
1: That's, that's great advice. So in terms of anything else you want to mention to the audience, anywhere they can find you online, anything else you have coming up,
0: yeah, so we uh, if you go to Amazon or, and search my name or the, the book title, you'll, you'll find all the nine books. There's an author's page there for James D. Miller, uh, which I'm trying to maintain with all the latest updates and book signings and different webinars um, I'll be doing. Also on LinkedIn and Twitter at James D. Miller and um, absolutely um, love feedback, good or bad. It's um, it drives you drives me to investigate how to how to do a better job or if someone thinks there's a better way of doing things. Um, love to hear about that. So I'm open to any conversation, email, tweet or whatever.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you jumping on today and thank you for
0: your time. Thank you. Loved it.